baby light one up do whatever you're feeling today drink a brew like we're doing right now cheers bryce hey cheers brother good to see you good to see you man Take good care. to have you here today in this Thank little mock-up studio <laughs> i'm pumped to be here man we've been talking about this for a while i so know it's been here we go yeah i'm happy to have you man appreciate it we're about to dive into some really cool shit that I, like i'm i, I want to have bryce here because we started talking cryptocurrencies yeah. trading currencies yeah. and i'm like bro let's kind of just chill here for a second because i want everybody to learn because I want, I'm gonna probably watch this shit like two or three times to see what's going on in the game because cool. I've dabbled a little bit with stocks but not yeah. not on the like your well, what you were saying is kind of like an everyday type thing you gotta yeah keep, if you're trading currencies you, it's not like oh I'll sit on it or you could well you could there's a there's a lot of different options but more than anything a lot of times people hear the word like crypto or cryptocurrency either immediate like blow it off. Or I think it's a scam or something. It's intimidating like that. to me. It is intimidating. It was to me too. It's one of those things that you, uh, you just don't know enough. It's like the deep blue sea, right? Everyone's terrified because we just don't know what's for beneath, real. Right? Huh? It's very similar, but it's 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 more important than ever today. So the people who actually take a moment to learn about it are going to put themselves in a good position. And like it's going to happen. It's already happening. So. People need to learn about it, whether they want to or not. So I'm, I'm excited to be here. Kind of fills some people I, in. Hey, man. Thank yeah. you for being here again. Absolutely. And uh, just before we hop in, yeah. we're going to talk about this uh, Levo 2 here. The um, Basically, the future almost of infusion. All okay. in like one machine here. Um, have you ever cooked edibles before? I have not. No. Never. Never. Yeah. So, and it's... I'm too like, like, like <laughs> too Well, that's too, but like, like the currency too, it could be intimidating, right? Sure. Yeah. 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 That, that's why this thing I think is going to freaking kind of change the market. The marketplace is because right here you can do an all in one, pop this open, it decarbs your bud and infuses it at the same time. Okay. So kind of an all in one gadget here, man. Who, who was that? Somebody walking down here. That's what happens when you're shooting in the basement randomly. <laughs> I'll take a drink for that. Yeah, for real. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. So lost my train of thought, but I'm loving this thing. But the most important thing that I wanted to bring up about this is that I'm doing a giveaway for it. Nice. Wait, um, so how does exactly does it work? So I'm still learning, but basically what you would do is go like this. So say I was doing weed. Say I had a quarter ounce. Okay. Because that's what this looks like. It fits you uh you pop this baby open right here. Okay. You fill this up. This is a little pod, they call it. So I'd put up, you know, put the butt in here. Not too tight so the oil can still infuse good. Put this on. It's magnetic. It clips right back in. Nice. And then I would go ahead and close this. And on the front, I would say um, activate. So I'd put it on 240 degrees for, I haven't done it yet, but usually I do about an hour. Or 220 degrees for an hour, 240 degrees for like 40 minutes. Okay. After that, simply add the oil for however long you want to do it. I'm kind of a thinker, the longer the better sometimes. And then sure. you simply dispense it. It just comes right out. comes right out. And then you just throw the shit in the dishwasher. So wow. it takes away putting stuff in the oven, preheating your oven. My, I have gas, I have a gas oven. And so like it can be really janky and like right. it can go all of a sudden up to like 260 because I put a thermometer in there. So like, I think this is going to take out a lot of the guesswork, nice. a lot of the like, intimidation of people making edibles and shit. So when you can leave it on your kitchen and everyone thinks it's a Keurig. Yeah. 
So now and, you don't even know. Well, <laughs> and, and the dope thing though is too is like you could use it for any oil. You could take like a almond oil and infuse huh. it with like some herb that's good for you or you think and use it as like for ladies with makeup or for your own topicals and shit. So the, the, it's really endless. So you could even do like a, like a rosemary infused olive oil. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, so like that's chefs cute. are going to love this shit. Like, wow. so this is on the, this is on the come up, man. And if you want one, just comment on the video, the unboxing video, okay. how you would use the Levo too. And you could just make it funny, make it real, whatever you want. Just make a comment, how you would like to use this. You're entered in the giveaway and then, uh, I'll be in contact with them. Tell them you won, and they'll ship this out to your house, and you have your own Levo too sitting on your counter, ready to infuse shit, man. Dude, that's what's up. I'm definitely getting in the giveaway, so hopefully, <laughs> hopefully nobody else comments on a stuff. <laughs> Dude, that'd be hilarious. That's awesome. That'd be awesome too if a bunch of people comment and you still won. <laughs> well, hopefully, well, who knows? Well, we'll see. you know what's funny and the crazy thing about other giveaways I've done yeah. is that, like, of course, like I have my good friends and the family will you know want like they'll comment and whatever but like yeah they haven't won yet i don't think uh, i don't think any like close friend or family members want to give away but that's cool too is spreading the love out that's right because that's right. all the true buds are true friends you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> if you have a friend of true buds you're a friend of mine <laughs> for real man heck yeah but yeah i just wanted to bring that up seriously get part of this giveaway Check it out. Links below if for the video. And if you just want to buy it, I'll put a link too. But nice. Let's let's dive into the uh real deal here, man. Let's do it, brother. How did you get started with currencies and trading? Was it like oh, stocks man. at first? What like it's a really good question, Juice. So oh, by the way, I called you Juice. Oh shoot. Some people might let's bring not this know. up. <laughs> <laughs> Jack and I go way back actually to 2009, freshman year, University of Kansas. We met and somehow, some way, Juice, I think from like Juicy Jack or Juicy J or something, it just stuck. So anyways, if you don't know who Juice is, now you do. Hey, juice right here, baby. <laughs> That's the juice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, um, cryptos is kind of a wild game, to be totally honest with you. I actually don't remember what I did first, crypto or stocks. I honestly don't remember. I think they're pretty close at the same time, but I remember reading um, about Bitcoin on, I don't know if it was some business magazine or I really don't remember where I saw it, but this was years ago, like 2013, something like that. I think I read about it for a split second, paid it no attention, went right over it. And then of course, fast forward and wow, I should have slowed down, right? And paid attention. But I think my first time actually putting even a single dollar into crypto was probably 20... 16 or 2017. At the time, I had no idea really what I was doing. I said a really good friend. He said, yo, do you have 150 bucks to blow? I was like, well, on what? <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you should buy this digital thing called like a digital cryptocurrency. And I was like, well, how does it work? And he's like, I have no clue. <laughs> but he's like, you know, if you got nothing else better to spend it on and you don't really care if you lose it, you should just buy it. And it was my buddy, John. And um, it was a guy I, I really respected. He's a smart dude. Was that our mutual friend, John? Johnny Hammersticks. Oh, shit. Yeah. The That's Johnny, what's up. Yeah, Johnny Hammersticks. So he told me about it for real. He was actually in Europe. He was traveling Europe at the time. He's like, yo, this is all the talk over here. You should just put 150 bucks in and see what happens. I was like, okay, cool. So I did it and it just totally opened me up to the whole idea. And that's when I really started delving into it. Like, what is going on here? Why is it going on? And that was really the start. So 
kind of why is it going on just people want a free base like uh economic system where it's not like juice that's honestly a real it sounds like a really simple question but it's actually a really educated question so the the question was you know why why is this happening yeah and to the people who are learning about cryptos maybe for the first time who have ne- who don't know anything about it because a lot of times people they don't even know what it is they have no clue yeah. They're like, oh, cryptocurrency or Bitcoin. I don't really know what that is. Especially older pe- people, probably older than us, especially oh, yeah, like they have parents no and shit. Like 90, I'd, I'd be, I'd be shocked if, if it's higher or I'm sorry, under 95% that have absolutely no clue. Cause I've talked to quite a few people about it and they have absolutely no clue. They laugh at it. They think it's fake. They think it's a scam, all of this stuff. So I'll, I'll start here. And honestly, this is how the podcast should begin and end. So if you think about money, right? Like, what do we, th- like, what do you think of when you think of money? I think of cash instantly. Was my first, my first thing. Exactly. Me too. Dollar bills. Yes. yes. All the dollar yeah, yeah. bill. Yeah. <laughs> right? So if you think about this, obviously, you know, we're U.S. citizens. So our first thought, we're thinking about American dollar bills, seeing George Washington's, all of that kind of stuff, right? Well, if you really look at it, like, what is that? That is known as fiat, just F-I-A-T, fiat currency, which just means it's it's somewhat controlled or distributed by some kind of government or can, you know, some kind of central union, states, countries. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's called fiat currencies. Well, what's really interesting is in 1971, it's true, you can anyone can look this up. In 1971, Richard Nixon basically removed the U.S. dollar from the gold standard. Oh, I heard about that. This is pivotal. Well, that's what, yeah, that's what kind of made this is things kind of fucked up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was the start. So, I mean, literally, as soon as that happened, true economists at that time would have known to, like, fast forward the issues we'd be in. And the reason why, it's because it's by design. So if you think about it, you really have to slow down to really understand what's happening. So if you think about that, the gold standard means that if a bank, you know, gave out a million dollars, that means they had some kind of a million dollars of currency and reserve in a vault somewhere in the form of gold, right? Or something at the time it was all gold, but sometimes you could substitute, you know, other silvers or precious commodities, right? But generally speaking, it was gold. Well, in 71, Nixon removed us from that. The reasoning behind it, there's a ton of conspiracy theories. I won't go into that because no one really knows the answer. There's a lot of speculation. Well, well, uh, well I, yeah. I was going to ask, but I do yeah. have a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, obviously, it, it made things crazy, but yeah. that, that could also probably never be sustainable though, right? It's like, not. Yeah, it's not yeah, by so, design. Yeah, so. By design, it's not. So this is the number one thing I was going to say. Like, I really encourage people who are like, want to learn about crypto. You, this is the only line that you need to understand. Um, fiat currencies, if they're not tied to any backing, such as the gold standard, that means by design, they're inflationary. They will inflate. It will create inflation. The reason why is because there's no set supply, right? So people hear these terms like money printing or quantitative easing or the QE that the Fed does. This means that they have un- they have unlimited power to print as much money as you want. I mean, that blows my mind. Right. Sorry, I, sorry if I'm jumping, but like, no, that, you're good. That's just that I wonder from the outside. I'm like, yeah. how does this work, dude? Like, oh yeah, it like, does print it, shit. Yeah, like, that's exactly right. At, at, <laughs> yeah, exactly right. 
Yeah, 100%. <laughs> as much as they want. 100%. Yeah, yeah. So that's called quantitative easing is the real term they use just so people don't understand what's going on. But it's just printing money. So if you think about fiat currencies that aren't t- attached to any backing, those are inflationary by design. That means that at any point by design, they can increase the supply, right? So you think about like basic economics, if you have supply and demand, right? Well, if the supply goes way up, but the demand stays the same, you have inflation because there's so much of it. So the the value of your dollar goes down because there's more of it now. That makes sense? Is the best way to look at it. So it's like, some people are like, well, is inflation actually real? But then I'm like, well, do you know how much, you know, a cheeseburger used to cost at McDonald's? Like, oh yeah, you know, way back in the day, it was like 20 cents, right? They're not 20 cents anymore. That's the clearest example of inflation well, at its finest. Nothing's changed and, except and, for printing. Well, that too. And, and I feel like this is a good time to talk about it too yeah. with all this stimulus shit, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So... That, it's more it's, printing it's, it's, it's just kind of a, to the extreme. Like, it's just inflating the bubble higher. Inflation is yeah. Well, do you do yeah. you see a point when the bubble's going to pop? And if it pops, are you you'll no. be on, you, you don't think so? Not I mean not unless they want it to. That's what it is. So the re, the the reason this is getting a little bit deeper than I I thought we would be going economically, but this is good. This is good <laughs> stuff to know. And this is just my personal opinion. Obviously, I'm not a financial advisor. Yeah, I'm not yeah. giving advice. Yeah. I'm just well studied on this. Yeah, stuff. that's why I'm. That's why yeah. I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it, brother. Um, but no, so if you think about it, the way they can get around a lot of this stuff is they can print as much as they want. Number one is because we're the de facto currency of the world. So like, for example, OPEC, which is like, you know, the oil and shit like that. So if someone's going to buy international goods, they have to do it using US dollars. That means we have the de facto currency. Oh, really? Yeah. Before us, it was the UK they had the, 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 the de facto currency. And then before them, I believe it was Portugal. And I forget the one before that. But basically, every it's usually like every 100, 110, 150 years, there's usually some kind of shift in economic power where whoever's in charge, you know, like really of the free world, <laughs> such as the US right now, they put their money into the de facto currency. That's the same reason why we can set these types of, if you think like Iran, right? These types of countries with the U S like, Oh, you know, we're going to try to shut down their economy. You know, I forget the word that they put on them. They put on, um, shoot the word. Well, well, like, um, it's not terrorists, but they basically put, Oh, sanctions. They go, we're going to put the heaviest amount of economic sanctions against a country. Well, how does that work? The U S has a dollar. Iran has their own dollar. How does that work? It works because the U S controls the de facto currency everything runs front everything runs through it so when you're the de facto currency you have such control over the world that's not even funny whoever runs the, the currency runs the world period that's just how the world works when it comes to like to the de facto stuff so in regards to your question i don't think it will pop well th- th- obviously it could but it really won't until the us wants to but they're going to shift out of it way before like th- through a lot of stuff we're going to talk about today actually well, and with yeah. with that though is like who is is it for the de facto place here? I mean, yeah. using terminology, I'm literally just learning. Yeah. Um, would it be China's going to be the runner up? Like, how, like, like who is like coming up? Like, I'm a, they're going to like take that spot. Sure. I mean, China's definitely in number two, and they have been for quite a while. You know, at, the majority of economists that I follow, 
you know, they've been talking about China for years. And it's probably still going to be China unless something crazy happens, you know? I mean, who knows? <laughs> but what I was going to say, because this is really interesting, and these are some newer things I've been learning about. Um, if you think about, like, interest rates, right? So if you think about it, if the U.S., this is some crazy stuff to think about. But, like, if anyone who ever, anyone who got a mortgage in the 80s knows what I'm talking about, their interest rate was 12%, 17% for a mortgage. That was totally, totally standard. That was normal? Then. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Sounds like student loans just bending over. Absolutely, man. Right over the barrel, baby. <laughs> Hope you flexible, Jack. <laughs> but you, you think about, you know, rates. So, for example, the, the U.S. government, you know, interest rates are artificially set to zero right now at the federal level. So what that means is you can print, let's just make it really simple, $1 trillion at 0%. But you can take that trillion dollars and pay off debt in the past. That was maybe at 15%. Right. So now the money you just took for a trillion dollars, you spent that on old debt, right? But now your new debt, it's the same amount of money, but there's no interest being bared because it's a zero percent. So they like all it's it's straight manipulation. So anyway, so to go to go back to the main point, because there's are some deep rabbit holes yeah, yeah. that we can get. I'm down. sorry if I'm taking them taking no, it. Down. <laughs> no, no, no. We can go for I'm saying we go for a long yeah. time because there's a lot to it. And I do encourage people to, you know read especially about the gold standard 1971 set the precedent for everything we're going through today and it's never going to stop unless something happens where we get a standard back what do you think not to dive down another rabbit hole yeah, you're good but what do you think could be a standard that's sustainable cryptocurrency and that's i, I mean i know it and, okay. I, and i can actually explain it so so let's start with let's start with bitcoin because this is like the biggest name you know, it's almost like a hot word, you know, it was in Lil yeah. Wayne songs, you know. That's it's, the only one I know, really. Sure. You, you've told me about a couple of the other. There's night thousands. Yeah. There's yeah, literally you're me, like, thousands. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but Bitcoin is the big, crypto is the big boy, right? Yeah. It's the big one. So, for example, Bitcoin has exactly 21 million Bitcoins in its entire supply. It's a set supply. Okay. So if you think about this, if there is, so let's go back to economics, right? If, so we were talking about the other inverse example, let's talk about deflation, because this is so important. Anyone who understands this will immediately start investing in cryptocurrency after this podcast. I believe that if they understand this, what we're about to talk about. So Shit. I really, I really believe that. <laughs> and if you don't, that's okay, but you won't forget this if you yeah. understand what we're about to talk about. So think about just, you know, supply and demand. So the first thing we were talking about was fiat currencies, right? Where the demand is, you know, maybe up and down a little bit. But generally speaking, the demand is pretty much set, right? It, it's going to fluctuate a little bit. But in quantitative easing or money printing, the supply just skyrockets, right? So now there's so much money where the value of the dollar has gone way down, which is why cheeseburgers used to cost 15 cents. America hasn't changed that much. It's still money, but why is it so much more now? Just because it's been inflated. Like, it's insane. If you look up the exact percentage, it's like 96% or something has been inflated away. So, like, our dollar now is worth like 4% of what a dollar used to be. It's some crazy stuff. That's some nuts shit. Oh, yeah. And that, those numbers are getting going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. That's just the way it's set up because by design, it's inflationary. But if you think about crypto, cryptocurrencies specific ones that have a set supply so let's say bitcoin for example same example set supply 
it never moves. It can't move by design. Okay, I was about to so, explain so, why. So, so, so you said twenty-one million or something. Twenty-one million. So it's a set supply, but it will never change. It will never, never change. It'll, it'll, nope, that makes sense. Correct. Uh, even from like that, it seems to make perfect sense. It does. So people who understand this truly will start buying Bitcoin, like hundred percent. Like I'm not even lying. So if you think about it, Bitcoin has a set supply, but as demand, demand is the the fluid handle, not the supply. The supply is always set. The demand can go up and down. And of course, as a lot of people probably know, if they've seen any business commercials or business shows or follow any business, Squawk Box or anything like that, they know demand for Bitcoin is is very, very seriously growing very rapidly. So the, the value of Bitcoin absolutely will go up. So if you think about it, this is really like the one word, like the one line is that fiat currencies that are not backed by something are deflationary by design. But cryptocurrencies that have a set supply are deflationary by design. That's the only thing you really need to know to so, understand the concept. And this might be kind of broad. So no, you're good. Are all cryptos are based on that? No. Some cryptos have infinite. Like, like the US, like the dollar. Yeah. All that means is there's just an infinite supply. There's do, not a set you, supply. Do you personally see value in this? Uh, yeah, it depends. Not nearly as much because it depends. So, so that, that's a slight, before we move into that, I'll, I'll go into one more thing about this. Cause this is so important. So, see, I, I, yeah. I told you I'm going to be shooting some, no, no, dude, but that's what, that, but, that, the right but that's where I feel like yeah. I come in from somebody who's like an outsider and yeah. I'm just like asking what I think. And it might seem you know, take us down some other paths or seem, stu good. seem like no. almost stupid, but no, uh, <laughs> dude, it's not stupid at all, man. Like, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, cryptocurrencies are, are just starting to be taught, you know, like France. I know last year they're the, like one of the first countries they implemented cryptocurrency as mandatory learning in their high schools. That's legit. Yeah. There's, um, cryptocurrency college courses you can take. That's really, there's an underlying, which we'll get into here in just a second called blockchain technology. A lot of people have heard that term, but don't really know what it means. And block, blockchain technology, that is what's really expanding at like crazy galactic speeds. And so that's where most of the education is being reformed around. So, but yeah, I mean, most people today, if you live in a developed country, you can get a blockchain technology college career and you'll do very well. You're going to do very well as like a blockchain engineer. Well, that makes make sense too. Yeah, that, that sounds, it's, yeah, I see it as a future. That's why I'm excited to talk to you right now. I'm like, damn, like it is. And you yeah. and I love your knowledge on this shit, man. It, Thanks, goes, man. it goes deep. And Thanks, like, yeah. I guess it's just kind of crazy to me. So Bitcoin started. Sorry, when did you say about? No, you're good. So it really came out in about 2009. Like no one knows like the actual day. There was one email that was sent from a guy that he's he gave himself this thing called like Yakamoto. like I forget. I, I, everyone calls him like Sushi Yakamoto, but he has one of these like Japanese sounding names and no one knows who he is still to this day. They don't know who he is. He's never been identified like still to this day. It's crazy. People, a lot of people think he's dead. Some people think he's still alive. So, so from somebody, so, so from some outsider yeah. who would be like timid to invest because it yeah. seems scary. Of course. Like what, is there a way that the, um, let's just put Bitcoin for example, could break yeah. down. Like, That's like, really like, good question. I feel like there's probably a lot yeah. of fear in the investment, like we briefly touched on earlier. Yeah, the main fear right now is around regulations. Like this year and last year have been the year of regulations, and those are some things I want to touch on. So, a few of the things that, like, literally, like something big, really big, passed yesterday with like crypto banking. Like, actual banks can hold cryptocurrencies. Like the first crypto bank 
of Wyoming got approved like literally seven days ago. Oh, shit. This is September of 2020. Like this stuff is happening day by day. And so the regulations are paving the way for like big time investors. I'm talking like hedge funds and stuff. And this stuff is happening like literally as we speak. Um, so that's like when I say like when people say there's fear or like there's sentiment, like the, the sentiment is fear. They're usually referring to like in like big time hedge fund investors, but a lot of people our age are just, you know, small time investors like, Hey, I want to, you know, I got an extra 50 bucks a month. I want to throw it into something, right? Like small fish type of investors. We're more so just afraid because we just don't know what the hell's going on or can it be shut down? One thing is for damn sure. If Bitcoin could be shut down, it would have been a long time ago. They've tried, right? So the main thing we'll get into now and, so number one, the inflationary versus deflationary thing is the most pivotal thing that people should understand, period. If you understand that by design, like- You'll see the value oh, in crypto. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I do, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, if you think about just knowing what you know now, let's say you were 1971 and you see Richard Nixon sign that, you know instantaneously that eventually there's going to be a ridiculous breakdown because it's just not going to work by design, yeah. period. And so now you know that same thing about this which is cool. So with the blockchain, the blockchain technology is what allows for there to be a set supply. Okay. Which is where I feel like maybe your, your question was leading or, or pertaining to. So the way it works, this is where things can get more complex, but to break it down really simply, the blockchain technology is not, okay. <laughs> so blockchain technology is very simple. It only uses computers. There's nothing really centralized about it. There can be forms of centralization, but generally speaking, it's decentralized. So what that means is, so for example, let's say there is, God, what's the best way? It's, it's a tough thing to describe because there's so many different variations of it. But long story short, there, there are a thing called nodes, N-O-D-E-S. They're all over the world. There's tons and tons and tons of them. These are people, institutions who are providing computing power up to the blockchain. It's like the internet. Think about it like the internet. Okay, so let's just pretend like there's this blockchain just like flowing energy and on this energy transaction can happen. It's like a transaction windpipe of, a, of sorts known as the blockchain. So if I wanted to send you $2 in Bitcoin and let's say you were in France, I literally type a button, that $2 goes up to the blockchain. It's all run on by computers. No one controls it. There's no central party like a bank that cuts out banks. Okay. So it literally goes from me up to the blockchain and then it goes to you instantaneously. I mean, very, very quickly compared to what we're used to for extremely, extremely cheap fees, like micro fees. Like if you've ever used, if anyone's ever used Western Union and sent, you know, 500 bucks to someone in a different country, you know, your fees are like 50 bucks, 75 bucks. They're going to charge you 10 to 20% in fees. It's insane. So, so, right? pay, so what is a matter of time until PayPal gets on this shit? PayPal is already getting in. Okay. Yeah. PayPal and Venmo are the next big ones. They, they've already announced it. You can look it up. Anyone can look it up. But I, I guess, what, I guess what, out. like my question earlier too, yeah, like, yeah. when you've addressed what I'm saying too, is like sure. that an outsider who, you know, doesn't know, I think it's just like a fear thing. Yeah. You fear what you don't know kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. And I think part of it though, like, is like, could that, you know, almost cloud of information crash yeah. and be gone? Um, I mean, for that to, ha uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a really, really good question because I asked a lot of similar questions before, you know, thinking about putting money into it. So I understand that. The number one thing you have to think about is it's not controlled by any one person, country, agency, I mean, anything like that. 
So no one person or one government. So if the U.S. government said, hey, we're going to shut Bitcoin down, they can't do it. They tried. Everyone's tried. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know why they would try? Because this is a better. Because they see the, yeah, they see the value. Threat. Oh, yeah. This is a huge threat. It's a huge threat because it cuts out banks. Well, and even on another level, I don't want to go down yeah. too, too different, but um, it almost sounds like um, a way to u- unite the world. It's like it's, not to get like too like you know yeah. hippie on it, but like unite yeah. the world with the crypto man. But like, <laughs> yeah, dude, <this> <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm point. saying? Though? Yeah. Like, um, it, it kind of makes sense like that though. It puts people at a level every, playing yeah, every, yeah, everybody, yeah, yeah could kind of do the same thing, but at the same time, you got to buy crypto with a different currency, correct? Well, you can get crypto in lots of ways. You can get it in lots and lots of ways. The main the main way of getting it is exchanging fiat currency for it. So if you're living in the U.S., obviously you're using the U.S. dollar. You know, maybe you're using the euro if you live in Europe or maybe you're using the yen or, I mean, just Australian dollar, wherever you're, wherever you're at. But the same way you buy stocks, right? Like if you're a U.S. citizen, let's say you're like, I'm going to buy some Apple stocks. You're going to pick a broker. Let's just say like Charles Schwab, a name everybody knows. I put $500 into Charles Schwab and then I'm going to exchange that. I'm going to tell my broker, hey, I want to exchange this $500 for $500 of Apple stock. And then you get this Apple stock in exchange, right? That process is identical. But rather than getting, you know, Apple, you're just buying cryptocurrencies. Okay. So, but you're exchanging your fiat currency for it. You can also exchange your work for it. There are lots of websites you can actually go and do like online digital work and they pay you in crypto. That's really common. People pay for a lot of stuff online in crypto. People don't think it, but they do a lot. So there's, I mean, there's so many different ways you can get it. Well, and I've seen it pop up in random places too. That's why I'm like excited to be talking about it. Cause I'm like, yeah, this is the, like you're saying, it's, it's yeah. a fucking future, right? Uh, oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's to be get between, with it or get left behind. To be type totally shit. blunt. It's already here. Yeah. Like it's already here. Yeah. The, I mean, the last long story, long story short. I mean, it's already here. It's been here. There's a reason why it's worth 10, you know, $11,000 as of today. And that's down from 12,700, like two weeks ago. At one point it was at $20,000. So it's like, you think about what, what's changing here. The demand. That's it. The supply is set right? The demand is what's so so you, so you could sell a piece of a Bitcoin. Absolutely. Okay. Cause it's like, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, you yeah. could sell like, you could yeah. sell. So how does that break down? You could sell like a hundredth of it. Is, yeah, there, is a, there any a break? You can make the breakdown, whatever you want. Yeah. It's a really good question. So it breaks down. I, I don't know how many zeros, but they're, they're called Satoshis. That's what they're literally <laughs> called. It, it's it's based on <laughs> Satoshi Yakamoto, the, the creator. That's his, you know, his, is uh, his name <laughs> or her name? We don't know, right? But you, yeah, you could absolutely. So if Bitcoin is ten thousand dollars today, and you're like, you know what? I got ten bucks. Cool. Go buy a little piece of a Bitcoin. You can absolutely do that, and you can pay a little bit as well. So, the, so it's never going to change. The twenty one, the twenty one million is built it's into set, the code. It's, it's computer code. It's computer code. And nobody, so that, I guess that that's the thing that's interesting to me too. So, yeah. so that even um, the the main person, uh, Yak, Yakamoshi. He couldn't even change it if he wanted to. Not one person can change it because now it's controlled by. Everybody. So, yeah. That's what's cool. I mean, it's a currency of the people. Like it, that sounds like a really cheesy, like buzz coin, but it really is a, like an accurate term because it's spread out through so many nodes, which is basically just networks that are providing electricity to the blockchain. So if you've ever heard of something called like a miner, 
people who mine Bitcoin. Some people have heard of this I've heard of that, but... Yeah, so basically these are people who are offering their computational power, like your computer power, to the blockchain to basically help solve, you know, algorithms, very complex algorithms. People don't do this. Computers do this. Like, supercomputers do it. And you're talking, like, football field, long factories full of supercomputers. Like... This is serious. It's like out of the when you said that, I'm picturing like huge computers, like back in like. Oh, 19- they are. They are, and they're well, they have factories full well, of them. And I Texas, get, China, they're everywhere. Do, so, what do you think was the? Um, do you think um, the the person who started this? Yeah. Do you think they had a fat grip themselves of it? Like, were they selfless? Um, like, do that's you, a good what, question. Like, they definitely would have held. They definitely held on. And I, and I know. So basically, anything on the blockchain. Get, this is really cool. Okay, is that. Everything is done on a ledger. So if someone's familiar with trading, they may have heard of this term called a ledger before. A ledger is just like, a, it's almost like a transaction history, like an activity, like, oh, it went from this person to this person. That would be called a ledger. I bought and sold this. So if someone's ever been on like a stock website on the right-hand side where it's showing all the, the bought and sold, it'd be like known as the ledger. So all of these things are tracked in the ledger. So I know they have the ability to go back and look at the first wallet, like the first crypto wallet, which is shown by a long sequence of numbers and, you know, all this type of stuff. So they'd be able to see how many Bitcoins are in those like initial wallets. I've never gone back just because the knowledge doesn't really benefit me, (laughs) but I'm sure they held on to a ton. But of course, at that time when they started, you know, this thing was made up. It was just an idea. And the person really sent this idea out just like, hey, I've created this computer code and theoretically it's the perfect, it's the perfect computer code for money because it's deflationary rather than inflationary. That's how it all started. This person just sent it out to a community of like developers and coders and people saw it. And you think about in 2009, Jack, I had a buddy who had a lot of it for cheap as fuck. There you go. Hopefully he didn't lose it. I don't think he sold it. He told me he wasn't going to. I haven't wow. talked to him in like five years, though. Wow. Maybe he's on the beach. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's where I met him. We were in Homosa Beach, dude. Oh, that's cool, dude. Well, I knew him actually here in Kansas. He moved out. Shout out Johnny. Hey. I lived with him for a while, but he had some Bitcoin. Like, wow. he, he was all. He, he's well, all. Don't, don't drop a last name because anyone who holds Bitcoin, there's a. You don't want it. You don't talk about your Bitcoin. Oh, that, that's I'm rule being, number one. It's like Fight Club, huh? I'm being serious, dude. If someone's sitting on a fat stack why, of Bitcoin why and they're bought, talking about so it, you that's can, stupid. Why, why? You can hack them or what? Well, you can get their boy. But I mean, think about it. Your Bitcoin is stored. It's stored somewhere, right? So you can store, you can store your cryptocurrencies in different places. Like, so for example, let's say you own an Apple stock and you're holding it in your Charles Schwab broker, right? Well, what if Charles Schwab gets hacked? What if they take your Apple stock? We'd be like, oh, that doesn't happen. Well, a lot of big companies have gotten hacked. So where's the most secure place to keep it? There is something called cold storage, which basically gives you the ability. You get like a jump drive looking thing. They're like these very hardcore, you know, hundred something, a, a good one. You can get a, one from for like 50 bucks. They go up to like 250 bucks, like little jump drives, but they're not jump drives. They look like jump drives, but they're not, you know, there's what like, if that gets destroyed. Is um, it gone? No, it's not. It's not. You've something called the recovery seed where you can technically buy a new device and get it loaded up there as well. But that seed, as you can imagine, is very important. So that's something that you'd keep to yourself, memorize it, put it on your inside of your eyelids, you know, whatever you got <laughs> to do. it on your leg. <laughs> oh, yeah, brother. You keep that stuff secure, but you wouldn't want people getting 
your information. You know, it's it's the same way. Someone's like, oh, by the way, I got eighty thousand dollars in my bank account. Like, you don't be talking about that because let's say they're with you. They pull up your phone. You're sleeping. They do your face. They transfer money. That's crazy. I mean, you know. Oh yeah. Or they force you. Let's say they kidnap you. You never know. People are nuts and desperate. But to look back at 2009, talk about desperation. In 2009, people were fed up because, guess, you know, big banks are just terrible with their monetary policy. They get bailed out, right? And that just drives everybody wild. And there's like this whole dystopia that was really built out during this time financially. And so people were fed up. And so this idea was... You know, some people really argue that this person was so fed up that they decided, you know, I'm going to do something about this. Some people think this has been the works for 20 years just because of how genius it really is. And then, boom, this happened and they go, this is the perfect time. Because enough people will be so pissed off that people might gravitate towards this idea. A community of developers might get together and be like, wow, if we build this out, people will find value. And they did. Well, and I, and yeah. I guess like I, I, I feel like I keep re like eat reiterating this is like I guess that's the part that's like kind of even you know just the kind of scary part not necessarily even scary but about investing in is because you yeah. don't it's the unknown it is whereas like yeah. it, whereas if you're buying silver gold or even you know trading on the American dollar or euro yeah. you know it's still being printed at the mint or whatever right so there's this unknown like but that's the beauty of it too but like yeah yeah <laughs> well I mean think about this Jack I mean you know, like my parents refuse to get Venmo. <laughs> Venmo. That's, that sounds like my dad. Like he, yeah. we, we like, I'm like, dad, I need your social security number for this like document. He's like, why? I'm not doing it. Right. I'm like, bro. <laughs> I need it. Like, but now it's just so normal. Like I'll fucking back in those fuck. You put yeah. that shit everywhere. 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 So, I mean, but think, but think about Venmo. I mean, this is actually a pretty decent example. I mean, I mean, really think about this. You're going, okay, Venmo. What the hell is a Venmo? What is this? Where is their building? I don't know. Are they like a legit company? I don't know. But you know what? My buddy used it. It was convenient. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm going to download this random app called Venmo. And it's going to ask me to just basically just give give my banking information. Think about it. I see it. I, yeah, yeah. And now I'm sending money. If I click it, it takes money from my debit, right? From my debit account, my checking account, and sends it to your made-up cloud called Venmo. And then you put it into your bank. So we're, we're, where's, the, where's, the pro, where's the middle point? Venmo. What's Venmo? Do you know? Some company. Some company. It's some kind of third-party company. Did that PayPal buy Venmo, correct? I don't know. To be honest, I don't know. Okay. I heard that. I don't know if it's true. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. It, it <laughs> might be. It might be. I wouldn't be surprised. It'd be, it'd be a good purchase. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. But you know, I, I was a little sketched out too because, well, yeah. the reason I was weird because I was like, I was sending somebody money and I like triple checked. I'm like, is this the right email, the right username? I'm, yeah. like, I'm not trying to send somebody a grip randomly. Yeah. <laughs> but you think about that now, you're given this random thing called Venmo access to your bank account. I mean, you don't think about it now. In the beginning, you, you maybe had that slight hesitation. Maybe you did. Maybe you didn't. But and, and but, to be fully transparent too is like I'd be thinking about it way more if I had like tons of stacks in the bank. Well, of course. So like right. Right, that's why like right now I'm not like up like okay, hack my fucking account, take whatever, take you know. Yeah. It's like 
Which yeah. I'd be fucking pissed, right. but it's not like I have like hundreds of G's stacked up mills. Right. But it's also worth noting that you and I are also both extremely born and blessed. I mean, when you're born in the world, you have about a 3% chance being born in the U.S. Okay. So you have to think about, we have FDIC insured bank accounts. You ask someone that same question who lives in Angola, in Africa, they're probably not oh, so shit. cool about, you know, if they have $25 in the bank account, you know. I'm just being honest. Yeah. So my point is like, we know that things can get refunded. Hey, bank, I got hacked. They just repay you because they're, you know, so rich. So it's also, we have to keep in, in, and in my personal opinion, crypto is really the best for people who are non-banked. The people who are the unbanked of the world, which is a massive amount of, it's like over 2 billion people don't have access to well, bank and, accounts. And that's Southeast what I was saying. Asia, it, make, it makes Africa. so much sense, like the, the, yeah. the universal aspect of it. Yeah. And, well, and also something of, you know, we were talking bailouts a little while ago, yeah. you know? It's going to happen again. Oh, like yeah. we're saying, it's not sustainable. So is it going to get bailed out again? Of course. It's <laughs> fucking insane. Absolutely. That's, that's why none of this shit makes sense to me. I'm like, how is this fucking possible? Oh, I know. I know. And I don't mean to get on a soapbox here, but it's like you think about... Have you heard I of, do. No, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you heard of uh, Adam Locke? You know, he was the big guy about capitalism. Maybe you read it. He had a thing called The Invisible Hand of Capitalism. The whole idea is that you let capitalism take its course. He'd be turning over in his grave if he knew, oh, there was a business. Oh, and guess what? They're terrible with their money policies, terrible with their lending practices. Never's had enough saved, not even close. We're so over leveraged, they go out of business and then you use the taxpayer's money to bail them out. That's not even capital. And I could see why. That's like reverse capital. And, and, I, and I was too young at the time to really give a shit. <laughs> yeah. But it, but it affected my family fully because Absolutely. We, my parents at the time were trying to sell a house in New Jersey and they ended up losing money on the bitch. Yeah. Breaking even. Yeah. And they lived there for 15, 20 years. And it's like all this shit catches up and it's just insane, dude. Like what yeah. the fuck? Like, 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 I don't know. What's going to change? It's going to take a literally a revolution. A revolution. Huh? Yeah. And, and it's, you know, I, I think people are very quick to forget I mean, obviously, you and I are just talking about crypto and I want to keep it on this, but obviously there's a lot of other social social issues <laughs> happening in the world today. You know, racism, I and mean, it goes on and on and on. I don't want to jump down that rabbit hole, but I think people are very quick to forget that this is a country born on revolution. I mean, we started as a revolution. We had the revolutionary, I mean, we learned about the wars and everything. Like, we're based on revolution, and I think we're coming up to some potential revolutionary things, and people are freaked out by it, but very quick to forget that's how we're... That's well, what we created. And, and, and it makes sense. And, and, yeah. and like, to your point though, it's like, honestly, like America's like kind of, yeah. it's all, you know, live your dream and like work yeah. and make your own shit. But it's like, okay, so these people are just going to get shit for free. We ain't getting shit for free. No. Unless you're lucky as fuck. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it just, it, it's insane. I know we're diving back in time and kind of digressing from like the whole crypto thing, but it's, it's an important, it's important. like you're saying, it's to build up to the crypto. Cause yeah. if, if, yeah. cause to your point too, if, if our currency was perfect, there would probably never be a crypto. There wouldn't need to be. Yeah. There wouldn't need to be. I feel pretty confident. Yeah. If we never left a gold standard, I'd be pretty shocked if we did, because if you actually would have stayed, if we would have actually stayed like true to that, obviously there's a lot of manipulation you can do in that. Like, oh yeah, we have enough gold in the bank, the bank account, but you can't prove it. Right. So there is a lot of manipulation that's already taking place, which I do believe is maybe one of the reasons why that happened. I think there's more stuff to it than just, hey, we want to mass print and just dominate the world. And obviously, you know, your 
Anyways, so but, oh sorry, no no no, you're totally so, fine. Bro. So what are your thoughts on all the shortage of uh, change and cash and shit? It's complete malarkey. <laughs> I haven't it's heard that true. word in a while. It's not true, dude. Because like, yeah. I, dude, even me lately, I've been spending a little cash in places, and like people like seem a little weird because like I, I feel like when I give people cash lately, yeah. they're like, "You're giving me cash, dude." I'm sorry. Like to me, that it's insane. Like like there's no there's no shortage. There's not a shortage. I really believe that. And I'm not a like honestly, I'm really not lying. I don't follow like I don't really follow a lot of like um, you know these bullshit. I mean, no, no, these con- <laughs> <laughs> like conspiracies is what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah. Like, I'm not big on like conspiracy. Like I, I think there's some relevancy because I, I appreciate the curiosity mm-hmm. and investigation. I appreciate that. You know, I think checks and balances are good, but I think it's so out of whack. Like I like to follow data. So you and think? So you think they're doing that to drive? Like that. They're they're doing it to start driving implementation. Like the the U.S. So you can anyone can go look this up. The Federal Reserve and all these bank committees and like all these senators were doing all of these um, literally live webinars. I watched both of them when I was in California like a hundred days ago. You can get on and watch. And there, there's literally U.S. congressmen asking all these cryptocurrency people, "How do we effectively roll out a cent? I'm sorry, a digital U.S. dollar." And I've like, heard, this and happening. it's been controversial as fuck too. Oh yeah, because it's already, I mean, it's already happening. Like this is already happening. It's already in play. You're already seeing. It. It's like just magically, there's just a shortage. I'm sorry, there's just not a shortage. Well, well, and I, well you, <laughs> so on. so you think, but so you think there's like not. You think, I guess here's what I'm thinking is that there there's not a shortage, but I think maybe they're just taking shit back. Yeah. Because like I'll even dude, like next to my place in L.A., dude, I'll go to fucking do my laundry. I gotta fucking go like get. I don't can't even use the fucking quarter machines. I have to go ask the lady and then she'll be like, how many loads of laundry are you doing? Because we're low on quarters. It's crazy, man. I'm like, what the fuck? Well, so think about this. To, to go back in history, because I, I mean, history is so important, right? <laughs> like history really does, generally speaking, repeat itself. Yeah. That's, that's you what, know, yeah. not all the way, obviously. We're not talking, but just generalizing here. History tends to repeat itself. I don't think any person can really really go against that. I think most common people that have common sense would agree with that. And you can go back. I don't remember the exact year, but it was early 1900s or whenever it was where, you know, people were forced to turn in their gold to get printed paper from the Federal Reserve, right? Get a note printed by the Federal Reserve, right? So people were forced to turn in their gold to get paper dollars back that happened like that's a piece of history anyone can go and look at that that's not crazy like that happens so like all of these things are happening with the the digital dollars because china's way out in front of everybody they are way far out they're in like i don't remember what phase they're in but they've been testing their digital for a long time well, so quite saying, a while so now. they're the comer they're that's what I was, so you like you were saying they're the second and please remind me it's the yeah. uh, the what currency? The um, oh, just the Chinese yen. No, no, but the um, the name of the currency, the top dog currency. Oh, earlier. Bitcoin. No, but you were saying like the, there was a de facto. Sorry. Oh, the de facto my, currency. Yeah, I was just trying to get the yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of people like even on these calls. Like I encourage people who are interested, like yourself. You can literally look this up, and I mean that literally happens. So I mean, you know, right now today's what September what twenty fifth two thousand twenty. This happened in the last ninety days. Two live recordings. I watched them both because I think this stuff's fascinating. Anyone can look this up 
and go back and watch it. And they referenced China in that multiple times saying, we need to get started on this. And the reason why they don't say de facto, because they don't really, I don't think they really want people to understand, but that's really what they're talking about. Because they don't, whoever controls de facto, I mean, they control the world. They control sanctions. They control a lot. They can manipulate. I mean, it's, it's crazy. So the big thing is, is who controls the money. And that's the de facto currency, like what runs OPEC, mainly the oil and stuff like that. And so when they're talking about, they're even saying, yo, like China is already doing this. This is where they're at. We need to do this or we're going to get left behind. And what they're really saying is this is going to happen. It's going to be cheaper. It's faster. It's more, um, it's more traceable. I mean, every, it's, it's, maybe, it's, maybe that's too why they're just like, I'm surprised they're not even sending out more money right now with all these stimulus shit. Like, oh, we're about to go like digital, all this. Well, I mean, they don't, you don't, you don't erase it just because you go digital doesn't mean you erase your debt. So that's really important. You're just transferring the debt from like this kind of fiat, you know, paper transaction. I guess where does all this debt live? Where does all the international debt live? It's insane. They, I, I read something recently, like the global debt. This is what I'm saying. It's, it's, this is all BS. It's all fun. That's why it is. Yeah, the global debt is at like $568 trillion. And it's like to who? Who yeah. are we in debt to? Uh, uh, Jupiter? Fucking yeah, right? <laughs> It doesn't even make sense, but yeah. that's how backwards our system is. So it needs, but like the U.S. is never gonna we'll pay probably off never the debt, see, ever. We might never see it in our pain. lifetime, but I feel like there needs to be yeah. like a fucking Nintendo button, like reset. Yeah, pretty much. And there's gonna be chaos, wars, baby. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, but I mean that's, that's I mean that's what history, like you said, repeating yourself. It's just and, history. And and yeah. um, I know, and I'm happy we've been fucking getting in. Heck to, yeah, bro. Just clawing in deep. But but to, to bring it a little more. Um, sure. I guess easier, I guess I'd say is yeah. how, how would, what would you recommend if me, you know, somebody saying I got 500, I got a thousand bucks. Yeah. Um, and I want to invest in crypto, but I don't have that much time for it. You know, I'm not yeah. like, I, I'm not like all in, I'm not going to watch the live stuff like you do. Yeah. I'm not like all in, but like, what, what would you maybe recommend me to do if I had 500,000 bucks? Yeah, dude, it's a really good question. Honestly, the number one thing I would say is just like any type of investing, Right. Cause I'm assuming some people might be watching who have never invested in anything. They've never bought a stock. They've, you know, it's be just, ready to lose it. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, whatever you have, it is 100% losable money. So if the thousand dollars, if let's say you have, you're like, okay, I have a thousand bucks. If that thousand dollars is gone tomorrow, you need to be at a spot emotionally where you can look at things objectively. And if you go tomorrow, that thousand dollars is just gone. And I'm freaking out or I'm stressed or I'm pissed, you're not ready yeah, to be don't do that shit. Yeah. You're not ready. You yeah. might think you are, but you're not. <laughs> that's just the way it is. Yeah. But sometimes you have to force yourself. At some point, you have to just be willing to just leap over a small gap. You just have to do it. So I would say somebody's like, if I if I have five hundred dollars, let's bring it down. Okay. So if someone goes, I have five hundred bucks to invest, but I'm really weary and I'm emotionally drained by the idea of losing five hundred tomorrow, I'd say screw that. Take fifty dollars. Are you okay to lose $50? And the reason why I say this, obviously $50 is very nominal. I mean, that's a very small amount of money. <laughs> it's gonna take a long time to grow into something big, but that's not the point. The point is just to get in and get your feet wet. You know, like the first time you bought a stock, you're like, oh, now that whole barrier of fear is gone. And so now I'm becoming more comfortable with it. Now I'm willing to invest more money. So I would say take 50 bucks and just, I would honestly just buy Bitcoin. You can do it through a few different apps. There's two main apps that people use, at least in the US. One is called Coinbase. It's really, really popular. 
it's probably the most used by a mile. That's how I got started. That's how most people get started. They have a big skyscraper in San Francisco. They're FDIC insured. Oh, shit. Yeah, they've done a lot of the regulation, like, pathway work for real. So if you have money on Coinbase and it gets hacked or something, it will be FDIC insured. So are, are so they some of the first people to do that, to be FDIC, Coin- insured, yeah. FDIC yeah. Insured, insured, pardon me, yes. in the space? In the U.S., Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So in the U.S., it's one of the regulated because it's a regulated exchange. And exchange is the real word. Just kind of like you compare it to a Charles Schwab, you know, like, or I, I just want to buy some stock. So E Trade, Coinbase. E Trade. Yeah. Exactly. E Trade is Coinbase. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So all you do is you just go to Coinbase in your phone app store and download Coinbase. If for some reason you haven't downloaded it, use either my referral code or your, your referral code. I'm going to put Bryce's referral code below. Cool. Because when you use that, what's cool is if whenever you do it, whether it's on the day or six months in, once you spend your first $100, you get $10 of free Bitcoin. And it also sends me $10 free Bitcoin. If you don't use the referral code, all good. You just miss out on 10 free bucks of Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. If Bitcoin continues to grow, that's just going to turn into 11 bucks, 12 bucks, 20 bucks, 30 bucks. Like it's worth your time to get 10 free bucks of Bitcoin. So that's the first way to do I'm it. I'm going to use that shit. Cool. Cool. <laughs> so that's the first one is Bitcoin. A lot of people really like that because it has that regulation behind it. It has the FDIC insured. It's been around the longest. It's just the biggest, most popular name. It's like, it's like PayPal. It's a huge name in the space. It's the biggest, not anything's even close. The second up is something called the Cash App. Probably familiar with it. <laughs> Little green logo. Most people are familiar with it. Well, just last year, they started implementing, you can now buy Bitcoin. It's the only cryptocurrency you can buy using the Cash App. Now, Cash App has cheaper fees. So a lot of people who are are pretty into the space won't use Coinbase. If they're buying Bitcoin, they'll buy the Cash App because there's less fees. Just like you think about like Charles Schwab, they all have broker fees, right? Right. And this is the same reason why PayPal and Venmo are getting in on this. Because I, I read the numbers. It's like insane. Billions and billions of dollars that the Cash App has made in the last 12 months just from Bitcoin fees because so many people are buying it. And you can buy $10 worth. You don't have to buy. They have, there's this thing called, it's called stacking sats, stacking satoshis. That's kind of like some lingo in the space. And the idea is that a lot Stack of people- <laughs> Stacking sats, baby. <laughs> but the idea is people, because a lot of people are going, Oh shoot! You know, Bitcoin's ten grand. I don't got ten grand. Well, so yeah, that's what I was asking. Yeah. yeah, but they but they don't realize you can buy a Satoshi, which is just a real small fraction. It's like a penny instead yeah. of a, instead of a Benjamin. Yeah, it'd be like the idea that hey, I want to buy you know one whole stock of this company. If they won't let you buy a whole, maybe they'll buy you, you buy a half one. You just buy a fraction. But I then I mean, if you think about, it, there's only twenty one million bitcoins that will ever be created. Think about that. Twenty-one million. Well, that, and honestly, that I think is the, like you were kind of elaborating on it. Yeah, that I think is the biggest thing I'm taking out of this for me personally. Sure, is just the supply and demand factor that yeah. the supply is set. Like you're saying. Period. Yeah. If you that's why that's why I brought it up. Yeah, if yeah. people understand that fiat is deflationary by design as long as it's not backed by anything, and cryptocurrencies, specific ones that do have a set supply, those are deflationary. Anyone that actually really understands that will literally start buying Bitcoin. What, what would you say week. to like a, you know, a, a 
crazy stoner out there who wants to yeah. invest in something a little crazier crypto? Is there one out there that you see value in that's not like I got that's risky as fuck? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I know a lot of them. <laughs> that's a good question, Jack. But real quick, let me uh, real quick. I want to finish up this point because this is good because this is like actually application. You know, people can either so they would download, you know, download, download both uh, Coinbase or the Cash app. If they don't have either, they can use either of my referrals down in the links <laughs> or <laughs> for Jack's. Real, for if, real. if you have the cash app, no, you can it's on use you. Yours. It's on you right now. I'm gonna use yours. Cool. Cool. So people can use either of those and then just, you just buy Bitcoin and it'll save it right there. Now cash app to my knowledge is not FDIC insured. It, it might have been since the last time I looked, I don't hold any cryptocurrencies on there. They only have Bitcoin, but they're eventually going to have more, but I don't hold any Bitcoin on there. So I don't really care too much. So I don't know if it's FDIC insured or not, but for some people who are really hesitant about the space, that might be worth spending a so, few extra bucks in fees in order to get the FDIC, you know, comfort with Coinbase. And and is Coinbase's um like I guess the cryptos under them, is it kind of like infinite or is it kind of like how many would you say like how many cryptos are under Coinbase that you can buy That's that are that are yeah. insured through them? Yeah, good question. So Coinbase as a broker is FDI insured. So anything you hold in the broker will be FDI insured. You can buy, I think there's about 20 different cryptocurrencies right now that you can buy using Coinbase. Probably growing every day, like you're saying. I mean, it's up and down every day. Oh, okay. Yeah, because, I mean, once again, if you think about it, you know, there's only 21 million Bitcoins that will ever be created. So in the thought process that only, let's say if a person had one, let's say I get one, you get one, she gets one, they get one. It means only 21 million people in the world can ever own one full Bitcoin at the same time. Like really think about that. And there are people out there that have thousands of Bitcoin. Thousands, thousands for one person. So it's like, that's the, that's the biggest thing. How many, if you don't mind me asking, how many do you have? I won't talk about that. Can on, you tell me your, air. can we uh, get your nope. account number two that's nope. under your eyelid? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no. I knew you were yeah. going to say. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I appreciate it. I mean, some people ask, but yeah, anything. No, I'm just fucking around. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, but that's a good lesson, though, yeah, no, for anyone yeah, out there yeah. who gets into the space. It's nothing you ever want to talk about. You don't want people to know. It's just, it's just like, unless you're one of those people, like, yeah, hey, well, I, I feel like, in the I, bank. I feel like that's just like a general thing, though. Like, even yeah, like you're saying, you like cash your in your bank accounts. Like, yeah. if you're talking about your money or whatever, it's like. It's what my mom and grandma, my grandma told my mom, my mom would tell me is somebody's talking too much. You got to wonder why. Dude, good point. Yeah. If someone tells you I have 20 grand, like, why are you telling why, yeah. me? Number so, one, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. You got to yeah. wonder why it, it brings questions. Yes. Up. But in, in the case of this, it's a, there's a lot more upside potential. So you just want to be safe. You want to be smart. You know, you just, you just gotta, you have to know what you're doing. And if you decide that you're going to put like a lot of money into like, let's say you're like, hey, Bryce, I have $5,000. Oh, Bitcoin's at $10,000. I want to buy a half a Bitcoin today. Okay, cool. Well, you can buy that on Coinbase. You can buy that on the Cash App. But if you don't know how to maneuver your cryptocurrencies onto a different storage device, then your money's going to be left in the exchange. So you're kind of putting some faith in the exchanges the same way you put faith in your Wells Fargo to hold your money. It's really not a whole lot different. People so, are. Yeah. Can, can you can you talk about that? I, I yeah. know, we're not talking numbers, but with you yeah. in particular. Yeah. Do you take the stuff off Coinbase and you put it in your own wallet? 
or like yeah you can put them in cold storage i personally have things in cold storage okay, yeah, and a few yeah. other places i won't really go into today but cold storage is definitely gonna be your best bet just generally speaking for just and that's the device you're talking about the, yeah, the little people, physical yeah and people can learn about that um in case someone like wants to go down that rabbit hole i, I i'll be blunt i know the best one we'll leave a link yeah. In case someone like wants to go down the rabbit hole and learn more about it. It's not complicated. Just basically I'll make sure that there's enough links where someone's like, Hey, I actually want to do this. You can go through this that way. I mean, and it's well-researched as well. So, but so people can kind of go down that. No, no. Pathway. Yeah. That's, that's, there's yeah. so much, it's, it's crazy. There's so much to it, but at the same time, it's so it, the whole underlying thing's pretty simple. I mean, think about it. You open your phone, you open your bank app, you look at your digital money, on your digital screen that's being held on their digital ledger on their digital computers at their digital warehouses it's all digital it makes already. sense why they're getting scared everything's already digital yeah. people are like oh this is it's not it's i'm telling you like this is already here like this is happening at a lot higher speeds than people really realize and it's just going to be one day it'll be this huge flip of the switch and people will either be like yep glad i'm prepared or people will be fighting this shit regardless too oh yeah oh yeah yeah because that happening oh i assume part of me What's up? I assume that's happening now, probably even in politics. Like, oh, we don't need this fucking. Well, the main thing that people are, a lot of people are fighting is, and this is taken directly from those calls, which I really encourage. It was fascinating, Jack. Like, you know, I mean, you think about it, these are, some of these are like senators. And these are smart, educated, well-rounded individuals. And they have no clue what's going on. I'm telling you, they're clueless. I mean, 90% of the people on there they're like, okay, so can you explain why this is going to be important in the future? And, and people are like, the, the guest speakers are like, holy smokes. Like, I mean, it's like education 101. You're talking to high. I mean, so my point is it's it's moving slowly, but but China is going to force us to go 100 times faster than we are. And so we're starting to see like a lot of regulations, especially on like banking regulations. Like in the last month, we've had like two major regulations that are starting to be passed so, so and and yeah. I, and not to digress but yeah, yeah yeah somebody um because you've done mortgages for a while yeah um have you seen a change in that game like you're saying the past couple months like you're saying with interest rates and shit like has it yeah i, I know you've stepped out a little bit to focus more on the crypto and just yeah. um, currency trading in general right yeah. um yeah yeah no no it's a good question so mortgage finance is, is great you know I, I was doing it for about two years and then left that game a few months ago yeah just kind of do my own thing but um, I mean, that was a really good base. Obviously, there's a lot of finance. If if some like the financial literacy, like the financial terms kind of go over someone's head, you know, that can be tough. Just like anything, when you learn the language of the business, everything becomes easier. So I definitely say that, you know, my years doing mortgage and finance definitely helped me understand some of the lingo. But I have seen definitely, I mean, interest rates alone. I mean, you have to, you have to realize someone is controlling the interest rates, right? They're not just, they're not just going up and down by free fall. They're not. When you say somebody, I picture like Wizard of Oz behind a curtain. Shit. <laughs> it's not that far off, dude. It's not that far off. But that's the job of the Fed. One of the Fed's jobs when they were created in 1913 or whatever it was, I don't remember, but something like that. It was one of their jobs was to control interest rates and that will help with inflation, right? So, but I mean, you think about that's pure, you know, manipulation. It's, yeah. it's all manipulated, hundred yeah. percent. No one can debate it. It's fact. So yeah, over like the last few years, yeah, we're seeing, you know, especially the last like four or five months, 
mainly because of COVID-19 where the economy's down, you know, and they want people to continue to buy money and lend. So they lower interest rates and that incentivizes people to take money out because they can get money for so cheap. Yeah, it makes sense. Right. So someone's like, oh, wow, the economy sucks. And so once people kind of start holding their money, right, because they think they might lose their jobs or something. But at a higher level, the government goes, we need to keep the economy going. It's so defensive. So, you know, like it's, it's, it's all, yeah, yeah. By design, it's, 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 it's faulted. It's so when, it's never when, when would, how long, if you just had to guess, would you think that like somebody would get a mortgage on like yeah. a cryptocurrency? Oh, people already, that's already happened. People are, oh, really? oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's called crypto lending. That's been out for quite a while. Okay. Yeah. So there's, see, I'm at the game. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, it's a really good question, Jack. I'm actually, I applaud you for that because yeah, I mean, you can buy houses, anything you can buy right now in cash, you can there's buy somewhere to you. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like, and you, you could do that for years. The, the big famous story is I forget the year, but someone bought a pizza using like 10,000 Bitcoin and that equaled like seven, 17 bucks. And so like, there's, you can look it up on YouTube. It's like the, you know, $40 million. A person pizza. sitting in a room right now. Like, motherfucker. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, it's like, and it, what, what reminds me of is like, my grandma was born in 1919 when Coca-Cola came out. Oh, wow. And I, and I heard a, I heard a statistic um, that like, if she put like, or I, I heard something about Coca-Cola and I kind of did the math back in the day, but like if she put like 20 bucks in there in 1919, like yeah. she would have had like 100K type shit. Like, Maybe not that much. I forget what it was back in the day, but like to it's your point, probably though, not too far yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. Especially as everything gets inflated. So, um, I apologize. I, I wanted to ask your question. What was your question? Do you remember? Of um, what was the oh the mortgage of uh, people using oh, Bitcoin and to buy like yeah. a house or something? Yeah, but that's like crypto lending. That's been around for quite a while, and that space is really growing right now, like rapidly growing right now. There, people can go down some wild wild goose chase if someone out here is watching this and this and you're tracking all this and you really want to go down the rabbit hole now this is complex and confusing like it really is confusing but you can get the yield farming and some like really wacky stuff i don't want to touch on that now but someone can go and like youtube it if they want like a lot of you know it, just, it can just get it can it, now it's starting to get a lot more complex and the reason why jack is this is <laughs> I've had a lot of really, you know, pretty educated people that I've, t I've talked with about this. I'm like, well, why do you think, you know, crypto is so guaranteed, right? And in my personal opinion, it's because Wall Street greed, period. Anywhere where Wall Street or large institutions can come in and make a lot of money, they'll do it no matter what. And now crypto is finally at that point, especially some of these regulations that are literally getting passed right now, they can now do it, right? So like I said, you know, you, you know, Coinbase's numbers are nuts. Go look them up. They make tons of money. Now Cash App's coming in. Venmo and PayPal, they, that was like three months ago. Visa's doing a ton of stuff, MasterCard, because all the fees they can make. And so you're going to continue to see like Fidelity, Charles Schwab, they're all going to have crypto products because they can charge fees and make money. But can these Wall Street guys still, there still has to be a way yeah. for them to finesse, even if they're legit, or let's just say that like any, like just say a typical Wall Street company or person, yeah. Yeah. they still have a way to work it, right? Like are there people on Wall Street right now, I assume hustling Bitcoin to cold calling people selling them Bitcoin? Oh, and that's a really good question. So you kind of referring back to like, like the penny stocks back in the day, what we see in the movies? Yeah, yeah. Like, a little bit. No, 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 no. 
It's a really good question. They might be peddling people for what's called the derivatives market, if that makes sense, which means you can speculate on the price of Bitcoin. Okay, so it's kind of like if people speculate on the spot price of silver and gold, they can look at gold and they can actually bet whether that's going to go up or go down. That'd be like the derivatives market. You're betting, you're basically betting, you're gambling on the price of the market. Okay, so that's already happening. Like there's Bitcoin options, there's Bitcoin futures. Like that's already been around for years. Like this, like um, the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, that ho that hosts like, which is basically, so you have like the New York Stock Exchange and then you basically have, it's, it's right there with like the Toronto Stock Exchange, but like the CME, one out of Chicago. They do a lot of stuff like that. And they, that's where they do mainly a lot of the Bitcoin futures and Bitcoin options. And of course, that's Wall Street. They're making a ton of money. The ton of money. Like the next big push is a Bitcoin like ETF or a fund. And now you can do 401ks based on cryptocurrencies. So if someone has a job right now, like when I had a job before I kind of was starting to plan my exit, at that time, I, I was putting money into the 401k product. But, and we had, um, yeah, we had Charles Schwab. Yeah, that's who we were using. We had Fidelity to move over to Charles Schwab. And I was starting to put in some work because I was like, okay, if I'm putting money into a mutual fund, I want to see if there's a crypto mutual fund. And that's some newer stuff that's recently coming out. So if someone maybe like is a W2 employee, they're not maybe comfortable, but they're already like, hey, I'm already putting 3% of my stuff into this. Maybe look to see if your broker who's hosting your 401k has a crypto option. Because that's a way you can maybe participate in the market without learning a lot without, of stuff yeah, and like... trying to figure it out. But at the end of the day, you, it, it's, it's like gold. Some people are like, oh, you can buy gold stocks. But a lot of people are like, if I'm going to buy gold, I want I want a piece of gold. I want to hold it. I want to bite it. That's what I want. Exactly. Yeah. Right? So it's the same thing. Would you, would, you ever, would you ever buy a gold stock? No. Okay. So that's why a lot of people won't get involved in these things. Well, and, and that's kind of what I've been Bitcoin. alluding to, too, is like- You want to buy Bitcoin. Yeah. You don't want to buy the derivative. Yeah. You don't want to- you want the real deal. You want if if you want you want a piece of gold that you can bite into, you can see it's real. That way, you can use it at your will. Same thing with Bitcoin. The people that really understand it, they're not. I mean, they are because you can ride the manipulations of the market once you kind of figure it out. But these people, they want Bitcoin. They physically want the physical Bitcoin in their cold in their wallet, in their cold storage wallet, or somewhere else that they're holding it. It makes sense, dude. It makes a lot of sense, and, and it's crazy because it's it, it is that's that's the beauty of it too. I think is is it's so it's simple. It's very simple. The whole base of it, and it makes it so much sense. Yeah, but yet you can dive in as it sounds like you have for literally endless amount of time. Endless to endless, learn, endless. but like the the basis oh, yeah. of it is pretty simplistic. It really is. Yeah. I mean, if you understand Venmo and your current bank. Like anyone watching here, if you log into a U.S., if you are a U.S. citizen and you have an iPhone or Android and you get on your phone and you log into your bank account, let's say you have Wells Fargo and you go in there and you transfer money, you've ever used um, Venmo or Zelle, you know, Zelle, where you can transfer money person to person. If you've already done that, you understand almost everything you need to know about crypto because you understand its usability. Yeah, huh, period. Sure, yeah. You might not know all the other stuff, but you already understand how it works, how to use it. It's very intuitive. It's just not through a central bank or a government. That's why governments are so freaked out. Well, yeah. Oh, sorry about yeah, saying no, that. And good. that's probably like why I've like heard about it and I've talked to some friends like yeah. you and stuff about it. But like, yeah. it's also like kind of kept under wraps too. 
for that sure. reason because it is sure. it is a threat to the banks. They do not want us. Yeah. The only time the banks will want us in on it is once they can charge us fees for it. Period. Oh, I'm telling you, Jack, I, you mark my words. People can watch us two years from now. As soon as everywhere in Wall Street, every bank can hold it, tax you on it, put fees on it, it'll be everywhere. Commercials, everything. Mark my words. I'd put a thousand bucks on it right now. I'm serious. I'm with you. Two thousand right here. <laughs> I, I would do it. I would. Take, if anyone, I mean, I would literally take that bet with anybody because it's, it's already starting to happen. So... And I would never actually ethically take that bet because I know it would happen. <laughs> so if someone out there is like, let's take the bet. I'm not going to take it because you would lose. Like it's already happening behind the scenes. So it's like, I mean, it's some crazy well, and stuff. That's, and that's kind of what I was just saying some is crazy like stuff. in order to like know about it, you kind of have to look for it. Sure. Where it's like banks are in your face all day. You're driving by Bank of America, U.S. Bank, Wells Fargo, all this shit. Yeah. You don't have to think about it. It's always there. Yeah. Go to your ATM, you take it out. Yeah. And you don't to think deeper on this shit you have to have a conversation like we are you have to have a friend about you have to have a friend you have to watch a youtube video you have to go down that wormhole yeah. to learn this shit or you could walk there's um you know like right now we're in overland park kansas right there is there's a smoke shop i was buying a cigar literally like two weeks ago at a smoke shop right down there right down there yeah. park, you walk in there's a bitcoin atm oh really in the shop really oh yeah i'm serious bitcoin atms are actually more because you have cash no no you can buy bitcoin Using your fiat currency. It's like an exchange. So do they take it for their products there? Um, no, you can't physically walk into the store and buy something with it. Like you can't buy a cigar using Bitcoin unless that place accepts Bitcoin, yeah. which a lot of places, I'm telling you, a lot more places than you'd think do. I've seen the sign up on a bunch of places, but I'm just like, or mostly yeah. in LA. Not, yeah, I, in California, New York, there are literally like crypto bars where you pay for your drinks in crypto. Which is genius. Yeah, I was about to say, that's a smart idea. Genius for them. Like, if I owned a bar, I would totally take crypto. Why? Because it's deflationary. Yeah. Not inflationary. If someone's like, I'll give you a dollar Bitcoin or a US dollar bill. Anyone who understands inflation versus deflation is literally off the rocker. If they go, oh, I'll take the deflationary. I'm sorry, the inflationary one. Right? It doesn't make sense. Hey, I'll take that physical piece of dollar and I know the value is going to continue to erode month after month after month. Makes no sense. You definitely take the deflationary set supply currency, which in this situation is Bitcoin. Well, and, and, and that's the, I completely agree with you. And yeah. that's what I was saying is like, people don't, most people though, especially yeah. older than us don't know that. No, because like, people are scared of it. Yeah. Like yeah. they're like, I don't want like, well, you give me a paper dollar, bro. Yeah. Because like, it's because what they understand. Yeah. But the thing is, is back in the day, you go back 200 years and you try to give them a, a dollar. Like, what the heck is this? I don't want a piece of paper. Yeah. I want whatever, whatever at that time was, whether it was, you know, I mean, look at me. You can look back in history. You have gold. You have salt was a currency for a while. I mean, there's so many. Do, do you things. ever think? Well, and I think we almost yeah. might be like kind of Bitcoin aside a little bit. Yeah. I almost think we might be going more towards that barter market, too, of the trade. Yeah. Yeah. Like the back to the old school. We could. I trade you. Or maybe that's just too extreme. But I don't think it's too extreme. There's a lot of really interesting um, articles about Hong Kong, um, about how they were the biggest holder of gold and the biggest investor in gold, the biggest buyer of gold for like years. Right. And like I said, I'm not, I'm really not a, I, re I really don't consider myself a conspiracy guy. I, I honest to God don't. 
I more so like to follow like macroeconomics and like what makes sense. Yeah. The, the world is based on incentives. That's the basis of economics. That's like the, de the definition of economics. Where I like that. I hadn't heard it said so. Yeah. So like, if you think about incentives, perfect. yeah, that's really economics. People are incentivized to do something for this or whatever. It's all based on incentives. A really good book to read about where I learned about that concept at a young age is Freakonomics. There's a book that I think really changed the way I thought from a pretty young age. It's a really good book. Freakonomics. Freakonomics. And then Super Freakonomics. They're, kind of, <laughs> they're really good books. But they talk about economics in different ways. And just my cousin encouraged me to read it in high school or something. I was good like, oh, man, man, huh? Good man. Dude, or a woman. Uh, yeah, really. no, thank you, Braden. I appreciate yeah. you, <laughs> my cousin Braden. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I read that book and it really talks about that. So if you think about it, let's say there's a possibility of this happening where a lot of people think maybe there'll be a central currency or a digital currency, but maybe that is going to be backed by gold or backed by something else. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, Hong Kong's all over the news, kind of getting taken over by China. So it's like, there, I mean, there's a lot of things at play, but I think there's a lot of underlying things that go on because, you know, to my knowledge, like those types of gold purchases are on actual ledgers, public ledgers. And anyone can look this up. You look at Hong Kong, they're always the top buyer of gold or right up there. And all of a sudden, before you know it, Hong Kong's all over the news. People are trying to control Hong Kong. The U.S. is trying to protect Hong Kong. China wants to take over Hong Kong. I mean, it is, I think, so anyways, rather than being a conspiracies, I like to look at the economics behind it. And why would people be incentivized to do this or this? And it's all based on money. We all know. Yeah. Right. So I think it's interesting that you say that because I do think, I don't think this is going to happen, but I think it'd be interesting if someone proposed the idea of a digital currency, but it does have to be backed by something such as gold or something else. Now that's a little bit going off the, you know, the deep end, but I, I think that's an interesting question. Well, that's where it'd be hard too, is like, because people could go find gold still, it's a lot harder these days, but it has to, and that's the most impossible part almost is finding something that's very controllable, right? Like, or, or that yeah. has, that has a known set universal amount because there's still gold in the earth. Yeah. There's still silver in the earth. Yeah. And that's fine, I guess. Right. But at the same time, I feel like it'd be better if like, there was like a set, you see it. It's like, like you're saying with the Bitcoin, there yeah. is 21 million pieces of gold. Yeah. And you throw everything out. Like, this is what it's worth. This is it. But it'd have to be something, I guess. I don't even know. It'd have to be something new, right? But that's why digital is perfect. And that's why people who understand Bitcoin invest in it. Cause it's perfect. It's perfect, Jack. Like I'm not really, I'm really not lying. The more people learn about it, the more they will say this to themselves. Wow. Like, all the BS aside, all the fluff aside, I'm going to look. It's a set supply and buy code. I mean, that's how it's all based on code. And that's just how it's built. That's, it's, it's a set system. It can't be manipulated. That's how it's built. And now it's so big and so large. The community is so strong, you know. I mean, I, I, mean, I mean, it's really interesting. But the more people learn about crypto, the more they're going to learn specifically about Bitcoin. Obviously, there's thousands. And I think it's I think it's worth talking about a few of the others, but really Bitcoin is the starting point. It's the it's the Mac Daddy. It's the biggest one, but it's also built the best, in my opinion, in regards to like building value and things like that. There's a lot of argument which I do agree with, where it's not the best utility, meaning it's not the most useful, right? Until the the system is much bigger, because there can be times because the system is still pretty small. 
You know, how many of your friends knowingly do you know that own Bitcoin or use Bitcoin? Not very many. Very few. And most people say the same. Like, it's yeah. not that big yet. The infrastructure is very small. And so because of this. Well, that's also to where the beauty is. The, it's prime time right now. Yeah. Or was a while ago or whatever. It but was it's still like, is. It's never too late, it's, right? Oh. Or will be soon. But It still is. I'm, I'm telling you. I mean, to me personally, anything. And people are going to be like, wow, this, is, this guy's totally nuts. But this is just my personal opinion. Anything under $100,000 is undervalued. That's just my personal opinion. And there's a lot of very smart, legitimate economics who said anything under a million dollars is undervalued solely because there's a set supply of 21 million, period. 21 million. That's not a lot of units. It's not. If this thing does become mainstream, if it does, which we don't know, but it is absolutely Well, you're saying it, it already seems like it's on that first. It is. It is moving towards and, it. And this is... And I guess like we talked yeah. earlier with the economics and everything right now, it's moving even more rapidly like than anticipated probably right now in yeah. the past year, 2020. It's interesting. Well, I mean, one of the big things they're talking about was the first stimulus check. You know, there were all these people they couldn't send the stimulus checks to. They were trying to send a bunch of stimulus checks to a bunch of dead people. They couldn't get out to people this way. They couldn't get to this person. And then that was that. I mean, if you go back and watch those two talks I talked about, like with the, you know, all the people who are about the, the digital currency, that's one of the things that the crypto people are trying to help the politicians understand. Like, don't you understand if there was some kind of digital anything? You could, like one of the big pushes right now is they're saying is you, you can't just take away money because there's so many people that don't have broadband, don't have internet, don't mm -hmm. have access to banks, UPS. They just don't have access. So they get totally left behind, which is totally factual. That's a really good point. And so there's no way we'll just flip over. That's not going to happen. But a lot of people think, and I actually agree with this, I think we'll see a dual version where fiat still exists, the U.S. dollar, our greenbacks, our coins, and whatever. Um, I've heard that phrase before. Oh, greenbacks? <laughs> sure. And then you're going to have like a dual side-by-side, -side, you know, digital, but that's going to be pinned to the, the value of the fiat currency. But people can start using this and get, you know, because then let's say they- well, There's more on, incentive to use it too. So. Absolutely. Because they could, to incentivize people, economics, right? They might say, you know what? Your bank account is going to pay you 0. 0.000001, right? Percent interest. You go over here, we'll give you 0.1% interest. Okay, cool. Let's go. I'm already keeping my money digitally on my Wells Fargo account. I'm just going to keep it digitally in the Federal Reserve digital wallet. And now, you know, there's lots of things they can do, but that would allow them to push a button and send out those $1,200 stimulus checks to 50 million people. It's perfect. It's fast. Yeah. It's liquid. You're not sending stuff. It's expensive to send all these checks out to people. And that's what's always blown my mind, yeah. not to like get on a tangent, but like from the USPS to the DMV to all these government things, I'm like, how do you have the shittiest shit? Literally. Like, where, where does all this go? Like, how, how, are, how am I in a DMV right now and you have no technology? How is, you know, I, I know, you know how do I go to USPS post office and they still look like they're in fucking 1970? Dude, I don't know. It's it, a really it, good question. It, it blows my mind. Yeah, it's a really, I'm like, it's a really I feel good like point. that shit should be top of, I've always felt that. I'm like, this shit should be top of the line. Like, it should be people top should of the be line. looking up to this shit. Yeah. Not like, what the fuck is this shit? Dude, it's a really good point. It's a, it's a super good point. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great point. Yeah, dude. I don't even know. Yeah, uh, no, uh, it's, it's funny, man. But, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, people, I think people are very quick to forget because we're so, I don't use this word lightly, so I hope it's not misconstrued or used against me, but I think 
I, I think in today's world, the majority of the population, and I think really all of us, myself included, we have this piece of like self-righteousness that like we're so much better now or we're better people now. And we're just so quick to forget that like we're, our country is truly built on revolution. The world progresses forward. Like there was, you know, all of a sudden, you know, we made a big push and women got voting rights. And, you know, it's like we make these progressive steps forward you know, for the right reasons. And so why not have that same thing happen with currency? It's better, faster, cheaper. I mean, every way you look at it, it's better. It's perfect compared to what we have now. So it's, it's just, it's very interesting. I think people are just really quick to like really forget our history, just the world history. Yeah, huh, you know, yes. it's, it's a short history compared to what, you know, relatively speaking, but still, like, it's just, I don't know, I think, like I said, I use that word very reluctantly, but that self-righteousness, I think we do kind of have that, you know, we're hot, you know, like, you know. No, I feel you, I feel you. For real, but we don't talk about that. But that's good shit, really. For real. And, <laughs> and, and I feel like this right here is um number like one of 10. Series one of 10 podcast, bro. I feel like we could yeah. dive on, literally, how long we won? I have we've no been, idea. We've been going for an hour and a half. Really? Yeah. Wow. I didn't think so either. <laughs> but wow. like, I'm saying like, this is, that's what I'm saying. Like, and there were so many times like, you're like, I, I don't want to get too into this, but I could. Yeah. Like that, this is going to be like, we could do this, this is going to be a multiple, this is going to be a multiple thing. Okay. Cool. Let's go. Dude, I'm totally down. Now there's many segments we could jump down further. I do want to answer one question in case you're wanting to wrap this up is you asked about a speculative question. Hey Bryce, maybe, you know, someone out there is like, you know what? I'm cool. I, I I got 500 bucks to blow. What can I throw this in on? Right? Have some fun with it. I'm down to risk it. 500 bucks, red or black. You know, all in. If I lose it, cool. If 500 turns into something more, that's cool too. Um, there, There's the cryptocurrency space outside of like the three to five, like really big ones, like, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum. There's a few like really main like i guess you could call them staples almost within the the community right these are big they've huge dollar caps i mean you're talking billions and billions of dollars in these market caps these are big projects well-funded lots of developers they're international they're used these are big cryptocurrencies right they're worth hundreds or thousands of dollars per coin right these couple few at the top Obviously, especially Bitcoin being the really big value one, and then it gets down to like the hundreds. And then, of course, down to like into the, the multiples of tens. But then you can go more speculative. You know, you're mainly looking at like smaller cryptocurrencies. So, I mean, there's thousands of these. And every single week, there are YouTube stars and crypto people who are coming out and they'll show you five new ones, like per week, per person. I mean, if you were, if you went down the rabbit hole, like you could, you could get off this video right now, get on YouTube for two hours. And in two hours from now, you could come back with 30 small little cryptos that I've never heard of. And I know quite a few of them. Yeah, but my point cool. is that this, it's, it's moving that fast. Yeah, huh, sure. It's mainly because developers are, a lot of developers are really taking advantage of extremely, I mean, just new people to the space who are uneducated, which is, is natural in a revolution. That happens. People are trying to take advantage of because they have more Survival education than us. Fittest, yeah. That's right, brother. It's it's a little bit of that, yeah. so, you know? And so you definitely have some of that. With uh, There's a big term in the industry called pump and dump. 
It's exactly what you think it is. Like a coin starts, <laughs> right? Well, I was thinking, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you sure about that? You sure? <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, shit. But let's say uh, I start up a coin. I could I could call it the Heine coin, literally, based off this Heineken. I'm not going to call it Heineken for obvious reasons. You know, I don't get copyright suit or whatever. But I could call it the Heine coin. And I could say this is worth one penny. Why? Because I said it is. Same reason why we say a U.S. dollar is worth one dollar, even though the value of the U.S. dollar is fluctuating constantly at every moment of the day. Well, five days a week, right? But we say it's worth a dollar, but it's it's really usually not worth exactly one dollar, right? It's just whatever we give it to value. So I could say this Heine coin is worth a penny. And I'm going to say there's a set supply of five million, right? And then I could say, hey, Billy, you have, you have 250 grand laying around? Yeah, I got 250 grand around. Cool. I'm going to have you buy $250,000 of this coin. And there's a set supply and the demand just skyrocketed. So now the value of this coin just went from one penny, let's say up to, I'll just say a dollar for easy math, right? You probably see where this is going. Well, and even you, uh, instead, of even <laughs> instead of even asking somebody, if you had it 250000 yourself, yeah. Yeah. To, even, to even make it a little more intense almost, your example, you could literally do it yourself. Yeah. But you, you see my point yeah. is if you can get it, if you spend $250,000 and it raises it from one penny to a dollar, and then you can find someone else out there in the world who has no idea what they're doing to buy all of it for a dollar. Well, that's well, from a penny to a dollar. You, you went up a hundred times. So 250000 you know, $250,000 times a hundred and you're out. Dump, two days later, gone. Can't, you know, scrap the project, burn everything. Yeah. You see my point? Yeah. So yeah. My, my point is, is that when it comes to these speculative things, these are what people are looking for, to be blunt, you know, because they, they want this, ooh, Bitcoin. Get was rich kind of quick hell deal. Yeah, yeah, brother. They're going, you know, Bitcoin was worth once, you know, a fraction of a penny, right? And now they see Bitcoin at 10,000 bucks. They're going, oh my goodness, if I only spent a hundred bucks. I could be that guy. I could be a mega millionaire, you know, a Lambo, you know, all these types of, you know, your, your mind just kind of goes crazy. So to be totally honest, I'm really not big on pushing speculative, like super speculative, but there are a few projects I'm following really closely and I will tell you them now. Um, the number one that I really like is one called Chainlink. You can find it. It's also being, um, you can purchase it on the Coinbase um, exchange. It's just a different cryptocurrency and it has a, it has a lot of utility, meaning it's very, very important in the cryptocurrency scene. It helps. It basically helps computers talk to each other. It's really, really important uh, within the crypto. So it's, a, it's not a currency itself. It, it's a cryptocurrency just like Bitcoin. Okay. So okay. think about Bitcoin as the U.S. dollar. Chainlink is, you know, Swiss franc, whatever you want it to be. Okay. So it's just a different currency. Okay. Okay. So there's just different currencies. They're all just different currencies or coins or tokens. They... There's a few differences between coins and tokens, but just generally, just think about like units. So Bitcoin is like a unit of cryptocurrency, right? So there's different types and some of them have different uses. They call them utility within the space. Meaning, is there a use? Does this actually solve a problem? And there are certain companies such as, you know, um, Chainlink 
that is solving a, a, an important problem. It's basically a lot of the, the coins that I'm following. I'm, I'm more focused on ones that have good utility that I think are going to be around for a long time that have good development teams. You know, when I first got into the space, I was really just going, Oh, which ones cost a penny. And then it's like 4,000 pop up. And you're like, okay, I'm going, I'm going at this the wrong way. Right. Unless you just have, well, that's how it was cash. with cannabis stocks. Cause I bought, yeah. I bought a bunch of fucking I, right. When I started getting into like cannabis stocks and yeah. shit, I bought some shitty penny stocks that have gone down like 98%, three of them, but I only yeah. put 50 bucks in each. I lost like yeah. 150 bucks. But yeah. then I learned, I'm like, okay, I jumped in too quick. Yeah. I didn't do my research. Yeah. So I deserve to lose it. But at the same point though, the way you should think about it, cause I've had some friends who've lost a lot of money in, you know, a lot of money in crypto or, you know, foreign exchange known as Forex or something like this. And the way you just have to look at it, otherwise you beat yourself up. You have to look at it as it's a lesson that you paid for. I mean, we spent a lot. I mean, you and I went to KU together, rock chalk. That's right, baby. And, but we forget that, you know, we dropped a whole lot of money uh, going to class. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, brother. Like, you know, we, you know, we spent a lot of money getting college courses. Yeah. And so you can look at it as a $150 price through just kind of a throw yourself in course. And you probably learned a lot. You learned how to buy. You learned how to, I mean, you just learn. Yeah, I agree how with to navigate. you. That's also why we're optimists. That's correct. Uh, yeah. Hey, optimists rule uh, the yeah. world, baby. <laughs> at least they should. For real. Um, but no. So, I mean, Chainlink, I think, is a, is a really strong project um, that I, I've been following very closely for quite a while. Um, there's another one called Tezos um, that is a really another great project, I think, worth following. Um, those are really probably the main two I talk. I mean, there, dude, there's dozens more that I follow. I'm not going to lie. Maybe we can do that on a second one around. Maybe well, I'm, ready, I'm ready for you to start a crypto podcast. How about I just tell you on your podcast? Yeah. <laughs> and I'll bring, Let's go. I'll bring, <laughs> I'm going to call this I'm going to call this like the crypto series or something. Dude, it's cool, man. I mean, because I mean, you could call it, you know, cannabis and crypto. It's pretty hot. Yeah, it's pretty hot. <laughs> for real. Though. But I, th I mean, I think there's a lot of value in this because it's it's new, but it's important. Well, know? and that, and that's it's and that's important. exactly why. Like, because we talk, I started talking yeah. to you that when you came over, yeah. you were helping me out with some marketing stuff, and we yeah. started talking this, and I'm like, dude, I want to have you on a podcast because I feel yeah. like this will help more than me. It will. Like, it will. I, I hope it does. I hope it will, it man. Yeah. It will. It, it, I mean, because I feel, you know, I feel blessed. I mean, I'm just passing the baton, you know. No, you're, and, and you're I, not like, oh, yeah. invest in this. I mean, you're just keeping it real of your yeah. your experiences. And it's just, you're just yeah. keeping it raw and real, man. Dude, doing my best, man. But it's, I mean, if, you know, um, it, it, I guess maybe, I don't know if we're getting on the point wrapping it up. But if we are, the, the number one thing, like, if I, I don't know what, what screen I'm talking. You have so many cameras right here. You got so many cameras up in your eye camera. I'm like, what's wrong? I'm looking at me. But for real, if you're out there, the number one thing is if you understand the whole idea of fiat currencies, such as the U.S. dollar, because it was removed from the gold standard in 71 by Nixon, if you understand that, and that then that happened, it's natural now for the design to be inflationary. And if you disagree somehow, you can look up quantitative easing or, or known as QE from the Fed. This has been happening for a long time, which is why the cheeseburger is no longer 15 cents or why the eggs at your supermarket are not what they used to be. It's just inflation right in front of your face. And so if you can understand how that's inflationary because there's no set supply, but then look at cryptocurrency, specifically Bitcoin, where Bitcoin 
has a set supply. And because it has a set supply, the only thing that's moving or liquid or fluid is going to be the demand. If you can understand that, that is deflationary. And that, I mean, that's really the best thing I hope that if someone's watching this and they've never heard anything about this, like that's what I would want to know right up front, because that took me time to figure out. Like I was reading articles and videos and like, no one just ever came out and said it like that. And I, cause that probably, honestly, that probably, that would have sped things up for me probably about, about probably about 12 months. Cause I just didn't fully, you know, understand. Like I knew it was hot. I knew it was cool. I knew I might be able to make a quick buck. That's like me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, I just yeah. didn't understand like, whoa. Like, like you, it was just, way it's and it's, and it's yeah. perfect because it makes yeah. it actually make sense. Yeah. Like what you just said is an easy way for it to actually like relate and make sense because otherwise it seems crazy kind of to other people. I mean, it's a fundamental pivot that has to happen and we're already seeing it happening and it's starting to really ramp up. When someone gets on Coinbase, the app, link in the description. <laughs> this is my first time doing this thing. I'm, I'm learning the game from Jackie. Um, but when you're on Coinbase, there's a section in the app where you can read crypto news. Spend five minutes a day. Challenge yourself for one week, 35 minutes, five minutes a day for seven days and to start reading some crypto news. You'll be blown away. These are not some random jack-in-the-box dude out of his mom's van down by the river. <laughs> <laughs> right you talking me. about me? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, these just are a bunch of just, you know, fools writing. I mean, I'll, I mean, you go in there, Forbes. I mean, these are big time, like Yahoo Finance. Like, people are following the space and writing about the space often, daily. I mean... There's a lot of really big regulations being passed. That would be a great segment to talk about crypto regulation because that is episode two crypto regulation. <laughs> Baby. Baby. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Heck yeah, bro. But anyways, I, I would say we can wrap it up there, but I think that's a great starting point. I think that'd be revolutionary. I, that's what I wish I would have heard if this was my first. Well, thank you for that, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and that's the beauty of living it. You can do that. Yeah. yeah. Put it, you know, put it simpler for people who, cause you're in the trenches, you're in the game. Right. Right. And you can actually tell people like, I wish, and, and that's the yeah. shit that helps me when people are like, Oh, I wish I knew this. I'll, like literally if somebody says those couple words, I'll like lean in even farther. I like, go oh, this, this, I wish I knew this. I'm like, what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's cause it's that, that empirical data, Yeah. like empirical meaning I've gone through it. I know it works and what doesn't. And that's really, that's really where the goods are at. You know? oh, yeah. It's like, I've empirically gone through this. Exactly what you're saying. It's like, if I had to set up a podcast, my goodness, with how many gadgets and screens and cameras you have around here, I would be lost. And so it's the same thing. And it's, you know, your experience in this, you could come over and help me set it up like that. It's that same type of, yeah, like you said, you know, personalized experience. So, but you know, I'd, I'd love to be on again, man. We could, there's so many more things we could talk about. Well, you're in LA now, brother. So hey, that's right, brother. Hey, cheers, oh, there's a little now. I don't. Hey, yeah, there's a little sip. Cool. We haven't ne even never cheers. About... Never cheers with an empty bottle. That's right. We haven't even talked about cannabis yet. <laughs> well, we did at the beginning a little bit. I guess that's true. No, we we still can. I just have to take a leak. Mm. Honestly, me too. So I guess let's wrap it up. We can talk yeah. about it next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks everybody for tuning in. I I know this brought value. I was gonna say I hope it did, but I know it did. Um, and just um. Check out this free device. 
Check out the video. Drop a comment how to use this shit. Get a free device. Check out the links below that Bryce got going on. Get your free $10 Bitcoin because I know I'm going to get that shit. Heck yeah. Do it up. Appreciate y'all. Let's vibe out. Cheers. This is True Buzz, that Mary Jane, I be ain't new to this. For my stoners and for my cannabis enthusiasts. Never heard a show as good as this. Yeah, number one, it's the best. Bringing in many special guests in the industry of cannabis. Business owners to growers, even artists you know of. So sit back and...